Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Hey, meet my guest, Suzanne Franzen, one of the Chainsmakers. In this episode, you're going to be learning quite a lot about why you are in a box, how to get out of it, and what does it mean to go right into the zero zone in life. You're going to love this episode. Hey, this is Susan Franzen, and you're listening to the Chainsmakers Podcast. Susan Franzen, the Chainsmakers. Welcome again. This is the second time, isn't it, that you are the guest on the Chainsmakers Podcast? If I could come. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can I? (laughs) And of course you could. For a good reason, to the listeners, Susan, if you have not listened to the podcast, the interview that I did with Susan way back when, when we were all talking about purpose and uh, passion. Now, what I want this interview to be about is when Susan, after reading the book, The Story of Boxes, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, even Susan, who has been with us in the process of writing the book and knowing about the boxes and really being in the whole process, she got an aha moment. <clears throat> Susan. Yes. What happened? Tell us. Well, I just love the simplicity of your message and how profound it is at the same time. And I really do believe in my heart that people doing this will help bring humanity to next level. That level of awareness that it brings to people will help us take a quantum leap. And reading that and just seeing how simple it is, and I know this because I help people out of boxes all day long. You know, last day I had 12 hours of helping people out of boxes. So I love boxes. And uh, what I love more is to bring people out of boxes. And as you already know, I, I also use the new science and how the brain works and epigenetics and quantum physics and how to apply it into helping us out of these boxes mainly the bad and the ugly boxes right yes yes right. the ones that you decide to leave yeah yeah, yeah exactly. exactly tell well, us because i know the concept and i think because this is all linked to our behaviors it's linked to our brain it's linked to our program it's linked to yeah. how we work and can you share with us how you see the, the programming and what can we do yeah So the way I view it is that these boxes stems from different avenues. Um, Of course, they stem from the avenue of our childhood and also the epigenetics, uh, meaning the programming that we carry throughout ages in our families, on our mother's sides and our father's sides, and also the karmic ones. But those are not so much of my interest because I view it as if what's happening in the now can be released and healed in the now. So we really don't have to bring all that shit into now. But if we take the brain now, actually most of our programming, 70 to 80%, according to uh, Bruce Lipton, the father of epigenetics, Mm. says that almost that high amount is pre-programmed. 
before we even enter into this world. And this programming stems from the last three months of pregnancy. And then, of course, we have the seven first years of a, a kid's life. And both periods are characterized by our brain being into theta wave frequencies. And when we're in this frequency mode, we just, like a swamp, take in everything and we do not question it. It's not like when Aunt Order tells us that we have a loud and weird voice that we, you know, just go back a step and say, oh, she's had a really tough morning. No, we just take it in as being a truth about us. So, so this is one way of entering. But when we come into this world, we have a soul contract with our mom and dad in order for us to learn whatever is necessary for us to live out the purpose that we are here to live out. But what we do at the very young age is we, we start looking at mom and dad and we start looking for happy faces. This is what we love because we are, you know, we need love. <laughs> we are helpless in the beginning. So we really need love. Most of us would have loved to have the unconditional kind in which we can be met in every emotion, every frequency that we transmit, we would have loved to just be, you know, embraced. But very rarely do we end up in family structures in which this is the case. So maybe first time you show anger, you, you sense into mom and dad's response, and you might just see subtle, you know, subtle movements around the eyes indicating, ooh, ooh, this is not the version of me that they appreciate. Or they might even send you into your room uh, with a sentence, so go in and come out when you're good again. So what this teaches us is this way of being me is not appreciated. So next time this happens, that this emotion arises from within, we have actually on the first occasion, we have thrown an anchor on a cellular level and in our Olympic part of the brain that reminds us that next time, let this emotion have another outlet. So instead of anger, I might turn an inner critique towards myself. I might go silent. I might avoid conflicts. I might turn into a high achiever. I might be saying more yes to others than myself. I might be the funny bone in the family to get smiley faces back on mom and dad or whatever version that we invent to kind of cope with what is, mm -hmm. but not letting it out in its pure raw form. So all these adaptions create boxes that we will carry on with us for the rest of our lives and we will block ourselves and our emotions down, which is not really a smart plan since this is our inner GPS for the rest of our lives, right? Yeah. So if we cannot feel it, we cannot navigate throughout life. So it brings us off pissed in so many ways. Um, now, what we do as children when we get born into a family is we either adapt into being just like mom and dad, mm -hmm. or we turn into the exact opposite. Yeah. So let's say being exactly like mom and dad is represented by a minus one position. And let's say being the opposite is a plus one position. Mm -hmm. Both actions are out of balance. 
So we need to move into the zero point. And for those of you who are acquainted with the law of attraction or the quantum field, the, the point zero field, knows that this is where all creation happens. Wow. So in order for us to really be able to manifest and call out our essence, we need to be in our zero point. So everywhere where we have a minus one or a plus one, whatever box that might represent, life is all about getting out of the boxes and going back to zero. So throughout life, in order for this, because the universe is self-organizing and self-structuring, so it will call forth relationships into your field that will mirror your boxes, whether it be minus one or plus one. Yeah. So you will recreate mom and dad <laughs> in yeah. every person yeah, that wow. you encounter throughout life with this mere purpose of you being called back into center. Wow. So that is why it's so essential <laughs> that we sometimes with our free will, you know, commit ourselves to moving into center because the way life does it is that like a pendulum, if you're in a minus one position, in order for you to go into zero, you would have for a while to go into plus one and then minus a half, minus yeah. a plus half, minus uh, 0.25 and so forth. Yeah. So in here. But what you are actually calling forth and trying to you know, bend it into the big why of doing this is with your free will to step into the zero point. So instead of taking that pendulum, which is a much more rough road, you could actually decide right now, right here and now, to step out of the boxes that you don't love. Wow. And when you're saying this, Suzanne, I mean, like uh, when Nick and I, when we were writing the book, and the subtitle of the book is that this is the human liberation to peace and happiness. Okay. Um, we got to, I mean, that's what we saw and that's what we felt. And now what you're saying is it's really like confirming. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. You want to know what I wrote down on the zero point? Yes, please. Thinking about your tagline, I wrote down that what you find here is First of all, you can create from a soul level, but what you also find is the state of peace, calm, neutrality, non-attachment, non-judgment, and freedom to be who you are, which is pretty much what you summed up in your tagline, right? Yeah. So the point of creation, and that is why it's so vitally important for us to, to step into that zero point by ourselves. Yes. With purpose, and on purpose. With a, yeah, on purpose. Yeah. And being able to, it has to do with that surrendering bit, doesn't it? It has to do with what Simon Sinek is saying about knowing your why. It has to do with really just like when, what you talked about. And I've, I don't know how many times I've, I've talked about your masterclass in the, the May the Chains Be With You when you talk about the difference be between being a human being and a human doer. It has to do with that. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and another thing, going back to your point about the, the, the shift of um, the, 
the what we're used to in the business world talking about return and investment mm -hmm. rather than going into what you just talked about in that masterclass again now i'm telling everyone about the masterclass they just have to get the masterclass but you know there you talk about return on energy exactly. and which was a big aha for me personally i thought oh my god yes <clears throat> yeah so right now we're, we're growing the movement and we want, uh, we're looking at how we can finance it, how we can build platforms so people can learn how to do this because there's quite a lot that not so much on one hand and then quite a lot on the other hand, depending on how I choose to look at it, um, that needs to be done so that we can overall give people access to this wisdom. Mm -hmm. I love what you what you talk about here uh, Susan where do you see yourself is the next step in the in the process and I'm I may be too big at the moment so why don't we go a little bit more narrow so if there's a listener here that is on this journey and feels that yeah I'm on to something here and I've been searching for tools to take me there what what can you tell them well first like you did in the beginning i would like to point people in the direction of my last podcast because finding your purpose is key mm -hmm. get locked in because that is your authentic self and once you see that clearly you can also see what is it that is holding me back from getting there and the way I use the passion test, which I mentioned, is to do the reprogramming to actually take the minus one or the plus one and make sentences that by training them for at least a couple of months, that people bring themselves into that zero point where they do find all this peace, calmness, freedom, non-attachment, non-judgment, and all the other sweet things. This is your bliss zone. This is where you stop arguing with reality. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This is where you can just be present in the now because the mind is the worst advisor ever. It has never been in the future and it does not know how to bring you there. You would have to go back to your heart center to pre-sense what is calling for me from the future. That is the only part of us that can do that. Yeah. You can sense it. You can sense your next best step. But you have to be ready to let go of the old paradigm of no pain, no gain. Yeah. And turn it into the no gain with pain. Because actually life is meant to be easy, gracefully. You know, I usually tell people if there's only one thing you should listen to and do from what I'm saying is to be like water. Follow the path of least resistance and most joy. That will bring you back into your flow. And that is where you are freed from boxes and on purpose. Free from boxes that are no longer serving you yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And following the flow of least, the least resistance. This sounds like heaven on earth. It is. <laughs> It is. I think that is a state of mind that starts in each and every one of us. And coming from that, exactly, this point exactly, coming from each and every one of us. Mm. I think most of us know, here comes our brain, know 
that mm. changes starts from <clears throat> within ourselves. Yeah. But for the, the reason of the boxes, <laughs> we don't do anything about it. Mm. Another day goes by and another day goes by and it's exactly, it's just mm. a replica of the things that are in that box. And in my perspective, that has to do with the way we operate in the old paradigm. Yeah. We are away from motivated instead yeah. of towards motivated. So, mm -hmm. so maybe we can just, you know, people don't change before the pain that they're experiencing in the now is more than the perceived pain by getting out of the box. Sometimes people really have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, in order for them to realize that this is not a sustainable path for me, I need to redirect myself. But we always, you know, our inner GPS is our higher self communicating with our lower self 24-7, and we always get these notches. So please do yourself a favor to navigate by when things start feeling heavy, This is your inner GPS telling you to readjust either your path or your thinking, your boxes. It's supposed to feel light and easy. So if it doesn't, you do have to look within. And, and people, you know, the universe is such a big giver in the way that we will meet all our shadows and our boxes in the people we meet up with to the extent that we have not let go of them. So we always know how far we are by looking at reality. Yeah. So if you meet a lot of idiots out there, guess where you're at. Take, <laughs> take it back. So what people mirror to you is either that you judge yourself by being in the same way that you judge them, or they call forth a pattern of action that you resist. So let's say that you are met by people who again and again cross your borders. Yeah. That they just don't know where your boundaries are. Now that's either because you are crossing other people's borders or you are reluctant to put up healthy borders for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's one or the other. Yeah. So that's boxes. Yeah. Those are boxes. Yeah. All these patterns survival mechanisms that we have adapted ourselves into to maximize the love income in our early childhood create boxes. Wow. But maybe wow. The, that is not who you are. Just maybe. Just maybe. Just exactly. maybe. Just maybe, yeah. You know, you know when you are there. Yeah. So if, if you feel peace, calmness, non-judgment, Neutrality, joy, purpose, fulfillment. If you feel all those things, you have successfully gotten out of all the bad and ugly boxes. So congratulations. If you do not feel it, there's still some work to be done. There is still some work to be done. And I think that's actually a really, really good point. What, I, what we've experienced in our work is really about this is a journey mm -hmm. and we felt that it was really important that we look at the journey with joyful 
outlook with putting really our intention on I'm going to have make this playful this journey. I'm going to, you know, there are a lot of things that are going to come up. Enjoy but choosing, oh yeah, but choosing to see it in the in the lighter perspective mm-hmm. and just laugh of it because after all, mm-hmm. it's invisible. It it feels like it isn't in that that is very solid, but the boxes are invisible and the boxes are only there if you believe Hmm. that they are there and that's a good strategy and i want to bring it up a notch by advising people to not only feel joyful but instead of judging yourself for your boxes become your own loving parent in the now so how would you have loved to be met by your parents when you first invented this box so meet yourself as this little child that you were in the very beginning that you created it. So instead of just, you know, being re-traumatizing yourself by judgment, mm-hmm. kneel down, look into the eyes of this sweet child and bring some calmness and some love into this field and, and really set yourself free by doing that. That will, you know, that's freedom. And do it in a joyful way, yeah. Do it in a joyful way, exactly. Go out and play. I like that. And let's let's end our deep discussions with those words. Three sentences, because you know what wife sent me this morning? They sent me a a mail saying, what you think you create, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you become. So that is how... Say that one more time. What you think you create. What what you think you create. What you feel you attract. What you feel you attract. What you imagine you become. What you imagine you become. Yeah. Wow. And that's all about boxes. All about boxes. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for having me, Runa. Well, thank you for being such a graceful guest. We need you again to go deeper into this. And for our audience uh, who have not yet joined our Facebook group, Normal Boxes Facebook group, uh, look us up there and uh, as well. You can also support our movement by going to patreon.com forward slash normal boxes where we are at the moment raising funds to be able to set up an online platform for leaders, coaches, facilitators, teaching them how to use the normal boxes, pathology, breakfast club and breakthrough events for their own little groups of people. That's it for me. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.